Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We're a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. And I'm Henry. And, uh, and this is well, episode 95. And I'm Henry. And I'm Henry. <laughs> and I'm Henry. I'm Ron Burgundy. And I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Who put a question mark in the teleprompter? <laughs> He'll read anything that goes on that teleprompter. Exactly. Well, Andrew's here. He he's signing for anybody who can't see. He's using sign language with his eyes. With mind bullets. So happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yep, man. Okay. So it's not just me. Okay. I cannot believe it. it's June of 2021. Isn't yeah, that just a, a mind fuck in a itself? Little- a little crazy, man. I think it's just because last year, like, it felt like March was like an entire year. So we're basing <laughs> the experience of this year off of how slow time seemed to go last year. And we're like, oh, we're kind of living our lives again. This is going by really fast. Very quickly. Yeah. 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 It's insane. Oh, wait, it's you guys didn't even hear me when I said my name's Andrew? No. Yes. Can you hear me now? I heard you. Yes, we can. <laughs> oh, that was so weird. Uh, I, I didn't realize that because you guys did the whole thing in sequence and you said, I'm Henry. I didn't understand why you guys were being weird about it. And I looked at my settings and my microphone wasn't on. Which I'm pretty sure you guys did that on purpose. Yeah, we did that on purpose. We to fuck you. with you Because it's funny and we love making fun of you and making you feel dumb. Yeah. I mean, Ashton cut you in my house. People, you just got so. pumped. Yeah, you just got punked, bro. The punk gets punked. <laughs> Justice has been served. The punk got punked. You got Ashton Kutcher in the uh, in the green room with the olives. Yeah, he's yeah. our guest. Any, any moment here. I wish. That would be great. He's going to tell us where to invest. Damn next. you, Ashton. <laughs> Ashton. What does Ashton own? He owns something like, uh, not MySpace, Justin Timberlake owns MySpace, I think. I think he owns some sort of tech companies smart guy just throwing smart, his money into tech smart guy yeah he uh he he owns uh part of airbnb and uber and robin hood and bird and robin hood just, that's what it was what? just a couple of them yep Dang. that was the one i heard about just just a few yeah just a few things Pretty no big crazy. deal yeah little, little companies like uber and yeah, yeah. robin, and robin and hood. bird you know the scooter company not he doesn't own like all birds. He's not. He's not like a. Like yeah, well, or, my dad ornithological owns every bird. My dad literally owns all the birds in the world. <laughs> he is the lord of the birds. Yeah, yeah. If you want to put a bird on right. it, you know who to talk. His to. name is Greg, Lord of the Birds. <laughs> 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 so, fun fact: I'm I'm technically a lord. I did one of those. Oh. Uh, one of those internet promotion things and bought one square foot of land in Scotland. Um, actually Lord Steve Jorah. Yeah. Do That's, you have a picture of it? No. I could probably find yeah, it. No. I got <laughs> like a little digital certificate. Over in Scotland in uh, September. Yeah. That's honestly hilarious that you brought that up because I was just watching a YouTube video today and the ad that came up before the video came on was literally about that exact thing. Yeah. I was like, become a Lord or land today. And now you bring it up. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, I own one square foot of land in Scotland. 
That's funny. So, technically, I am a Good for lawyer. you, dude. Yeah. At, at what time? At what time of the morning did you purchase this? Oh, it was it was definitely it was during COVID, um, during one of my you know many drunken mornings that you know. But I, I was for the first part of COVID, I was definitely doing like like the uh, Albert Einstein thing where it was just a series of naps, um, not really any sleep. <laughs> And it was very. Is that an Albert Einstein thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, like he just did power naps when he was tired and never yeah. actually like slept, so he'd have more time to work and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got a lot never done. Never heard. During, I've never heard that before. during the pandemic. I don't know. I I didn't make it up. Maybe somebody else did. I never knew the guy personally. You know. Do you want to be a genius? Do you want to be power a naps. genius? There's a fine power line naps. between genius and insanity. There's a fine line between you <laughs> and, and Albert Einstein. That line is crossed <laughs> yeah. when you do power naps. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it was it was a not a total waste of fifty bucks. You know, I got a, at least part of this conversation out of it, so that's good. Did you at least get like a commemorative plaque or something? I have like a digital thing Maybe a that shirt? I can print out. Maybe like a T-shirt that no. says "I'm a Lord." No, I just have like a little PDF that I can print out, but it's barely. <laughs> did they send you like? Did they send you like a Lord CD? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, royals on it. Did you even get a receipt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did get a receipt through PayPal. So it was, it was great. that's cool. That's, that's how I make all my land thing? my land purchases is, is PayPal. I guess we'll uh, see if okay. I get audited. Um, we'll we'll see. It's been a weird year, guys. <laughs> are we are we going to Scotland in uh, September? Well, I was thinking about yeah, it, and I was should, like, we you know, go visit Steve's. <laughs> we should go visit Steve's plot of land. I was. I'll put a, a foot on it. I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we'll fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking though, like you know, what what the the loophole and stipulation into you know traveling would be, you know, back when before anything was open and everything was locked down and stuff. It's like, oh, but I own land here. I'm going back to my land. <laughs> <laughs> like there might have been like a cool loophole to like be able it's to go square like, foot. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. I, can't, I can't even like but stand on it with my keyboard. I'm but. a lord. <laughs> you not know who you're speaking to. Gave gave me all the cred that I that I wanted. You know, I was I was really searching for a new prefix, um, and uh, you know, fixed that one. So they cool. them wasn't enough for you. <laughs> no. You said to go with Lord they them. Lord they them. Yes. Lord <laughs> Lord he him. Lord yeah. Sklim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Goodness gracious. Well, how was your weekend, Steve, besides becoming a Lord? Uh, it was great. I, I became a, uh, I became an uncle again as well. Um, nice. which I'm stoked. So I, yeah, I, I, uh, last week, uh, during the podcast, I was driving up to my parents' house up in Palo Alto, California. Um, which normally is like a five and a half hour drive, but it took me almost 12 hours to get up there on Memorial day. Traffic was just fucking terrible. Um, and I drove during the day and remembered why I never drive during the day up there. It was just, traffic was real bad. (laughs) Drivers were very, like very out of practice, um, put it that way. But, uh, yeah, there there wasn't like a lot of, uh, there wasn't, there was like two minor fender benders in like the 400 miles to get up there and stuff. But yeah, still took about 12 hours. So that was pretty nuts. Um, but it was great to spend time with family. It's the first time that I've seen them like and really been able to like hang and interact and 
you know, hug everybody and stuff since um, since before COVID started. And uh, Henry and I went and stopped by for a couple hours after Robert's wedding um, back in October, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like that counted too much. It was just kind of weird. <laughs> it uh, was a little weird. But and we were gonna stay the night and everything and back in October and I was like, ah, this is really just bumming me out. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. let's just go. Yeah. Um but this was so needed and so nice to uh to be able to actually spend some time and I actually got a lot of work done as well. Um uh my brother uh, was still doing some stuff with uh with his school. He had finals and stuff for, for his, his students. And, uh, you know, the, the busy lives of, of retired parents and stuff, all the projects going on and everything. So I, I actually had some time to work on album artwork and do some much needed like admin and, and calendar scheduling stuff. But just to be around them, like just to be sitting at the table, you know, with my mom and, and my dad for, you know, a couple of hours, just wor- even just working on stuff, but being in the same room was really nice. And got to meet my niece, Eva, for the first time. And she's just so adorable and that was that was fun we watched the uh the army of the dead movie on netflix um, with and, your niece and she slept through the whole thing man yeah it was great oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was, what is she like what is she like film <laughs> two days old God. Yeah, she's she's like she was like a Children week like, like a, uh, two two weeks like no old, attention span <laughs> no, right. you're like man it's all cgi yeah they, they lost me the you know the the character arts just aren't really or what they used on, to be guys. in these horror movies i was anymore. playing guitar when i was a week old come on <laughs> but no it was it was cool man got got to spend you know a couple hours with her and you know just holding her and and you know she'd fall asleep and then do these really cute yawns and sneezes and stuff and you know little babies they're cute man um <laughs> and then thursday i went up uh and helped my sister pack up her classroom up outside of sacramento and then uh, we had to take her, we took her cat to the vet. Um, and then that ended up not going too well um, for the cat or my sister. But um, uh, they had to unfortunately put the cat down uh, that night and stuff. Mm. But it was just me and my sister and my nephew, Ben. And uh, so I just got to kind of take Ben and go, you know, play in the field next to the veterinary clinic and stuff. And, you know, we just looked at different types of poop in the grass and everything and, and ran around and got snacks and got to hang out. And that was really fun. And it was nice and, and got to, got to take, take him off my sister's hands for a little bit while she dealt with, you know, the unpleasantries of, of, uh, you know, transitioning pets into whatever's next for them. So, but it was, it was good to see them and, and, uh, yeah, it was great. And then uh, got back, did a yacht gig on Friday, which was really fun, just cruising the harbor. And then uh, Saturday, worked from home pretty much all day. And, and then uh, yesterday, we had uh, the fourth Sweet Relief Sunday at the Wayfair, and that was really fun. Got to do some tunes that I haven't played live with the, with the trio before. Um, and Henry just fucking killed it, and Ryan killed it on drums. And uh, Chris Butcher, our old guitar player, came out and, and did a couple sets. And and uh, it was really neat, man. Like, we ended up, at the end of the night, we, we got up and did uh, The Death of Me um, with him and Henry both playing. And him and I had split, the, uh, split the, the lead vocals and stuff and all harmonized. And it was just really, really beautiful time spent together and a and, nice. uh, really fun, fun Sunday. Yeah. So it was good. Wore out. How, how was your weekend? week 
My week was good because, unlike Steve, uh, we, the other remaining four Robert John members, got to play the cliff for the first time in a long time. And it was very, it was very fun. It was everything that I've missed from the cliff, seeing all of those sorts of people um, that you don't get to see. And I was trying to explain this to people that like when you have a residency, especially somewhere with like the cliff and you play there consistently, there's people that you see consistently at the gigs. And when it's happening, you don't really think about it. And especially because we'd play the Marine room too. So there's a lot of bouncing back and forth and it almost feels like you, you like see these people so much that like you have their phone numbers in your phone or something. And then you realize, Oh wait, like I actually don't, you know, after COVID you realize that you don't see them at all. And you realize that, you know, it's like a relationship that you have. That's very close, like a friend, but again, you don't have their number in your phone. So it's like, it's this interesting thing. And when we got back there from wall to wall, it was like, Oh, there's friends from this area, like this group and there's friends from this and there's friends from that. And there's that couple we haven't seen that couple. So it was very cool to go back and see all of our old Laguna friends that would come down um, and play the cliff with us. And um, like Steve said, he had some prior uh, engagements with uh, his yacht gig so we missed him, but um, it's Guess still too, a man. it's still a unique time for us to play with um, with the four of us uh, and try to fill in the holes that Steve leaves because there's definitely a, a sonic it, there's like a sonic difference and it you know I, I bet unknowingly me and Robert probably both or and Henry and Andrew probably play different to try to fill in that sort of you know. Um, those sorts of gaps that Steve can fill very easily with keys and all the sorts of, you know, harmonies and things that he does. So it's fun doing that. I like that. And then, and then we had our friend um, Darnell from porcelain Hill come out and play with us. And Henry, I guess you guys can get into some of that stuff later, but yeah, we played the cliff. It was fucking really fun. We can't wait to be back. We're there every first Friday of the month. The next first Friday of the month is July 2nd. We will be there July 2nd. If you are in the area, come down. It is going to be a great time. And uh, yeah, I think that was the highlight of the week for me, getting to play that show. It was a lot of fun. And uh, and then I got to hang out the rest of the weekend. And that's not as important. So uh, yeah, how was your weekend, Robert? It was good. Uh, <clears throat> my weekend was pretty similar to Warren's. <clears throat> Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, the play, playing back at the cliff, um, we've been playing at the cliff for so many years. Um, and it's really, um, gave us a lot of, you know, they've, they've treated us really well throughout the years and, uh, kind of gave us the opportunities to, to go out and do things because of being able to play there once a month. Um, so it was really good to be back there and seeing all those people. There's uh, just this crew of people that come to the cliff that, that sometimes don't go other places. And it's just a energy that, you can't really <clears throat> recreate anywhere else. Uh, just it's a really interesting place to play and be a part of. And it was really fun to be back there. Um, and yeah, so that, that was fantastic. And, uh, Saturday, I felt like it was one of the first Saturdays, uh, that I wasn't working at hangar or we didn't have a show. Um, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have anything on the calendar for that afternoon evening. So it was kind of, kind of a weird feeling. 
Um, I didn't really know what to do myself. So, um, I got a few beers at Dosen. And, um, but earlier that morning, my uh, sister graduated with her, uh, doctorate, uh, physical therapy. So we had a little yeah. party in the morning Ooh. and, uh, and so that was fun. Do we have to call was, her Dr. Lori now? Yep. <laughs> you yes. have to. I'm not I think I, I tried I'm to just call her Lori it. and she said, no, <laughs> she said, no, it's either Dr. Dr. Lori, Senorita Dr. We should get you know. we should get her a square foot of <laughs> land in Scotland so she could be Lady Doctor Lori. Senorita Doctor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it, it was great, and uh, I, you know, it was just a, it was a good weekend. It's a good weekend to hang out with people, see people, enjoy playing music, and yeah. What about you, Andrew? Uh, it was good. Uh, I got to play at the clip as well, which was a lot of fun, and um. It's like a totally different show that we do. And I think we like need that in a sense because it's just a lot less pressure because we know everyone. And so we, we get to experiment with what works. We were talking about that after the show too. Um, Andrew and I, we, we had a little brief conversation about how it's like, um, it's like you get to kind of take a lot more risks because it's like people there have seen us so many times and they know what they're getting into. And it's like, not to say that you're, you know, you're not trying not to fuck up or anything like that, but you sort of get to like take, like we went a couple weird places that like we've never taken certain things before, and it was it was interesting. Um, anyways, sorry to cut you off. No, no, the, uh, totally. We were having that conversation, which is basically like we. It, it's twofold. One is that feeling um, of we do a lot more jamming at the cliff because it's just a longer gig but those things make their way it's like a testing ground you know um i always uh you know equate it to stand-up comedy because <clears throat> i'm a comedy nerd but they always talk about you know how the most famous comics you've ever heard of are constantly in the clubs before a big tour testing out the material and people come in and they're super disappointed because they see eddie murphy just totally bomb but it's like, that's the only way to write a new joke is to feel out your audience, you know? So, um, I feel like that's our, you know, that's our comedy store. That's our, you know, like, uh, uh, the laugh factory or whatever. That's, that's the place where we test out what works for the live shows. And usually it's how we test out what makes it to a record or not. You know, um, we have that there at the cliff and if the cliff people like it, we know everyone's going to like it. And if we get even like half a reaction, you know what I mean? We know it's like um, maybe not the best choice of songs or maybe we didn't do it in the best way. We have to go back to the woodshed and figure it out. Um, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I love doing that sort of thing because uh, we actually get to, you know, we got to play some of the brand new stuff. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> uh, Amanda just said, "Hey, they asked about your weekend, not your He's stupid like, comedy theories." Right <laughs> Amanda, uh, oh, okay. Amanda always chimes in. What'd she say? Hey, they asked about your weekend, not your stupid comedy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that uh, that you finally made the uh, the profile picture, though. That's that's nice. That's cute. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so um, <clears throat> after that, the day after that we stayed out and hung out and sort of talked about that. Like Henry's saying and hung out a little bit in Laguna, which was fun. There was like other people playing music. And, uh, the next day I had to wake up at like 6 AM 
to hop on a flight to go to Sacramento. And when I found out that me and Steve missed each other by about one day, or <laughs> <laughs> he was in the um, Sacramento area because that's where his sister lives. His, his parents live in the Bay Area, but his sister lives closer to Sacramento. I was like, I'm going to be there in a day. He's like, oh, I'm going to be gone already. So we sort of did our flight tag or whatever. And uh, we got to do like a family weekend up there where we hung out with uh, Amanda's niece and nephew. And did like a little pool party and hung out with their parents and stuff like that. So that was fun. So it's fun to get away into the random family stuff. And we still played a gig. So it still feels like, okay, I got the music stuff out of the way. And I got the family stuff out of the way. That was fun too. Henry, how was your weekend? Oh boy. Um, I feel like my weekends have just been getting crazier and crazier. Um especially with the the uh the sweet relief sunday to kind of cap it off cuz that's always really exciting name? and unpredictable and um <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Um I'm going to talk about um we played the cliff. That was amazing. Um I really enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the beautiful conversation I had with Andrew afterwards. Um and then the band we saw at the bar after the cliff actually had some friends of mine from high school in it, which was really funny. No way, nice. Yeah. <laughs> there were like three guys that were a couple years ahead of me in high school playing in a cover band there, and it was like totally weird because I haven't seen those guys in, in years and got to see them kind of rock out a little bit. Um but uh but the next day, um Adam Adam Ditt my best friend and, and a good friend of the band uh, basically conscripted me to be uh, sort of a roadie for Balto and also kind of get in on the shenanigans of his band Balto. Uh, we're buddies with this great band Balto. Uh, if you don't know him already that live up in LA. Um, so me and Adam or Adam and I rather drove up to um, his guitar player and singer uh, Dan's house, which is up in Eagle rock. And hung out there for a little bit. And then uh, we went over to the Jam in the Van uh, headquarters up there in L.A. Um, I think it's off of Pico Boulevard. And uh, there was a little like music slash stand-up comedy show happening there that night that our a good buddy of ours was actually doing a set at. Nice. And we completely missed his set because he neglected to tell us that they needed to push the show forward um, because they had been getting uh, complaints from neighbors because their music, their, their shows were running too late. So instead of the show starting at 7.30, like we thought it was, uh, it started at 6.15. So we were like, you know, <laughs> an hour later than <laughs> we meant to be. Um, but it was still a great time. Um there were a lot of stories that will probably have to be spoken of at another time that happened there that were honestly kind of insane. Um, and I met Theo Vaughn. That was, that was pretty crazy. Um, nice. Theo Vaughn's like a famous comedian. Um, I'm not, you know, well studied on his work, but uh, yeah, he just showed up when we were hanging out in the green room. Uh, I guess he must have thought that um, they were doing some sort of a you know round robin stand comedy night. I guess they do that sometimes there. Um, so he showed up, and my a good my good buddy Raphael, who is an aspiring stand comedian, he did a set earlier that day at Jam in the Van. Looks over at the door, and he he looks like he's like seeing a ghost right now because Theo Vaughn is in the room, and then Theo looks at me and he goes, "Hey man, what's up? I'm Theo." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is crazy." 
Um, and then, uh, and then basically after that, we all kind of unanimously went over to the comedy store and I saw a bunch of like famous comedians hanging out there. And, uh, it was, it was very, very interesting. Um, nice. Very interesting thing. And then the next day, uh, Balto played a show at the same place at, at the jam in the van headquarters there and, uh, killed it. I got to see them and another LA band called spooky mansion, um, had some tacos, um, and then, uh, went down to Costa Mesa for the, uh, sweet relief Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was very eventful. It was a very, very eventful Sunday. And, uh, Balto as usual crushed it. Um, it was really cool to see them playing, uh, kind of in their home turf, I guess. And, uh, they had this really awesome drummer that, um, I've been, I've kind of been following, um, years ago, he played in, uh, this group called unknown mortal orchestra that I've talked about on the podcast before he was their drummer. When I saw them at the natural history museum, like seven years ago, and now he's kind of doing his own thing. He moved down from Portland to LA and is kind of doing like more of the music producer thing, but somehow knows Dan from Balto. And so somehow he got, uh, asked to fill in on drums for them. So it was really cool getting to see this guy that I've sort of looked up to as a musician for a long time. And I'm like, Oh, crap he's playing on stage with adam right now like this is super cool um and yeah that that was it we went down we did the uh you know the sweet relief sundays um i played some guitar for uh my buddy chris cruz who is another local singer songwriter guy um I, he's I did fantastic some studio, man he's yeah, really good i did some studio work with him last year um recorded some leads for him and so it just so happened that he showed up and I offered my services to play, uh, on stage with him, which was really cool. I've never actually played live on stage with him. I only, I've only ever, uh, recorded, you know, recorded to his pre-recorded music. So we, we did actually play one of the songs I recorded with him, which was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, that thing that Steve talked about, uh, obviously I played with Steve's band, which is always a blast. Ryan is a badass drummer and Steve is a beast uh, musician and it's really fun to play with them and sort of, uh, you know, we played kind of, we play with the arrangements. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. with your original Steve, which is really fun. You're always kind of like messing around with tempo and keys and things like that. And, uh, it makes it interesting. And, uh, and then of course, Chris butcher was there and, uh, he called me up to the stage and I didn't know what was going on. And then you guys were like, we're going to play the death of me. And I was like, Oh man, okay, this is going to be super cool. So Yeah. That was a that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Murphy's saying it right. Damn, all in one weekend. Yep, was, it's back, man. It is back, it's, baby. It's back. Sounds like quite it's a weekend. Back. It was a lot, dude. <laughs> I'm still processing it all, and I've had like a grand total. I'm all, I've been on like the Steve schedule since uh, since Saturday, like <laughs> two or three hours of sleep a night. So I'm freaking yep. burnt right now. You get used to it, kind of. I don't. Isn't you it? do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> took took many many years. So. I I start hallucinating. So <laughs> yeah, but you know what's what's really fun about great weekends is they're often fueled by uh, great drinks. Fuck yeah, they are. And uh, I think uh, I think it's very appropriate for us to talk about. Man, what are we drinking right now, Steve? What are you drinking? So I got this from my brother. Um, he he tried to. I guess send me a bottle. I I sent 
Uh, we were talking months ago just about uh, sending each other different bottles of booze that that we've been digging on, and so I sent him a bottle of the uh, of the number one extra añejo um, that uh, we've talked about a few times on on this podcast, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then he was like, "Yeah, so I, I tried this whiskey. It's called Shinju Japanese whiskey." And I don't think it's like, it's not terribly expensive, but it is fucking delish. It's great. So I, um, he, he tried to buy me a bottle of it. And for whatever reason, the uh, shipping got fucked up and he just got reimbursed. So um, he picked one, picked one up for me and, uh, and gave it to me when I was up, up, at, uh, up north. So I'm just drinking it neat. Just out of this little, little glass here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a Japanese whiskey. Um, from the base of Mount Fuji, and uh, and it's great. It's it's a it's a very nice sipper. Um, it's not too uh, not too staunch. It's not too uh, staunch. Staunch. I don't know if that's the right staunch. word. Staunch. You know, it's just kind I of. Know, uh, I don't. I think. I don't think you can say that word without going staunch. Staunch. It's not too like staunch. Put your nose up a little bit. Staunch. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah it's, it's just kind of, you know, it, it's my uh, my little ubiqu- ubiquitous whiskey here. You know, it's just kind of all, all encompassing my, uh, my my general mood here. So take a take a buzzword out of Henry's playbook there. <laughs> he's laughing, but he's on mute. Yeah, there you go, buddy. I'm glad I got you with that one. But yeah, it's it's great. I'm on my uh, my second glass and and uh, we're going to keep going with this for a little bit. So. I'll uh, I'll bring it to rehearsal tomorrow. You guys can try. Uh, War, what what are you drinking? Uh, um, well, I went to uh, I live down the street from Left Coast Brewing, which started in San Clemente, and one of my friends lives there. Uh, lives there. One of my friends works at Left Coast in Irvine, and uh, she, I got one of these little four packs, sampler packs, and I am drinking their Voodoo American Stout, Ooh. and it is uh, really good. I really like their beers, and they also have very good barbecue style food. Like, uh, I keep bringing up the fried pickles because they do a really good fried pickle there. I know Robert hates fried pickles, but I think the other guys like fried pickles. Um, and they do some other good shit there. And so it's cool to go see my friend Caitlin who works there. So shout out to you, Caitlin. And, uh, we've talked about, uh, what's the name of the brewer that we know who, uh, hippie Jim shout out to hippie Jim too. Left coast is another good brewery. Um, there are a lot of very good breweries in California, especially in orange County. And we're lucky to, have them so close to us all the time. So I'm starting to branch out from just drinking IPAs consistently all the time. And I'm trying to get something that's not, I don't know, just like anything, just get out of my IPA lane. Um, so I do like this American stout and it's got a cool colored can kind of reminds you of new Orleans or whatever. So, uh, I would recommend it. What about you, Robert? What do you got? I'm not too happy with my choice, but um, uh, a friend came over today and dropped off some stuff, including a beer for me, and I'm very appreciative, so thank you um, for that. Uh, I'm drinking a Stone 
delicious IPA. It's a citrusy IPA. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's fine. It's getting me through. It has nothing compared to other things that I've drank. Um, but it's a great solid beer. Thank you, Stone. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Somebody came and You're delivered trying- me alcohol. And I hate it. <laughs> You're trying to be so positive. I didn't say that. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't say that. I said that, thank you, Stone. That's what I heard. It's getting me through. I appreciate it. I just, if I had two, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have another one. If I can use a word to describe that IPA, it's delicious because it is delicious. It says so on the <laughs> there's, can. There's, there's something about it. That's not, that's not fueling my fire right now. It's um, I think it's just, it's more hop abrasive than I've had in a long time. Like it's, it's very like, I, I feel like it tastes very much like a North, like, like a Washington IPA or an Oregon IPA compared to a stone IPA, but Hey man, <laughs> it's Bruce free. Says it's a free it's beer. Wow. That was my version of trying to say something nice about it guys. Well, you nailed you it. Did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was our version of trying to say something nice to you after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I was I was actually excited because I like citrusy IPAs. Like I like citrus, you know, tropical IPAs, and so it's it's fine. <laughs> I can't. It's better than the insane clown posse beer. Yeah, oh, it God, is yes. true. That beer tastes like balls. Yes, and I'm not just saying that. It's really balls. Oh, and speaking speaking of free beer, Bruce said it's a free beer. Wow. Um, I, I forgot to mention, I did, uh, get to meet up with Bruce on Wednesday night last week and actually sit down and, and, uh, wow. met, met up with him down in San Jose, uh, for a couple drinks. And, uh, he was kind enough to buy me a few and, uh, Bruce, thank you for that, man. That was, that was a great hang, bro. That's epic. Yeah, nice. dude. Andrew, I want to know what you're drinking. Cause the can looks fun. Mm-hmm. This and is familiar. one of the ones that Steve got us at the oh, photo yeah. shoot. So this is Lace Squawk. It is not a beer. It's a hard seltzer. And it's strawberry lemonade flavored. Ooh. Yeah, it's from Green Cheek. With a kiss of sweetness from... What's the... Is there a brewery on Green Green Cheek. Green Cheek. Green Cheek. Where's the actual... Is that the... That's the brewery. Where is that? On the can? I'm not sure. No, no, no. Not on the can. Where Where is it like oh, that uh, it came from? Fullerton. Got it. Okay. Yeah, we've we've gotten Got to do it. a couple of their podcasts. Uh, Kent French has Frenchies friends, uh, and they came out to our gig at Sea Legs and gave us a bunch of beer. He also does it with Brian from Green Cheek. They're great guys. There's also a Green Cheek in Costa Mesa, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, was uh, it Randolph? Yeah, because I drive by a Green Cheek every time I go to. Uh, every is it in Costa Mesa? I thought it was yeah. in Fullerton. No, there's, well, there's one. This in, is. There's one in Orange and one in Costa Mesa. I did find it on the can. So I think even if Green uh, Cheek is the brewery, Lay Squawk is their brand of hard seltzer. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a lime one too. brand. And then it says Lay Squawk hard seltzer brewed in Orange, California. So whatever they decided to label this with was with their Orange uh, brewery. Yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Green cheeks—they've—they've uh, they've got a, um, a a storefront at the uh, camp. It looks like, or close to the camp. Yep. 
Yeah, oh, I, cool. drive, nice. I drive by it every time I'm driving to uh, work at Cream Tangerine. Oh, cool. I didn't know there was one that yeah. close. I, yep. It's about time we go head over there. Yeah, we should. Um, this is pretty good. It's like good, refreshing and stuff like that. Um, I don't think I'm a fan of seltzers in general. I think I've said this multiple times yeah. to people here. I'm much more of a LaCroix and tequila person. Yeah. That's usually my favorite thing is to get a LaCroix, like grapefruit LaCroix or something, and to put some tequila in this. That being said, it doesn't mean seltzers are bad. It's just not my favorite. This is really good. And I just, um, I, I wish it was more strawberry. And I think that's because I just came back from Sacramento and ate like the best strawberries I've ever had in my life that like came right out of a patch and were amazing. And I'm drinking this going like, those aren't those strawberries, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is good and refreshing. And I've been drinking nice. it the whole time that we've been hanging out. And I've, I've, I haven't thought once like, Oh, I hate this. This is gross or something like that. So no, this is a really solid. And if you like seltzers in general, you're going to like it a million times more than I do. So play squawk, uh, strawberry lemonade. Which is a flavor I've never seen before, too, which is super cool. Henry, what are you drinking? Um, I did actually try that last week uh, on the topic, and I thought it was the same thing. I'm not like a hu- I'm not a huge seltzer person. If I do drink a seltzer, I'm very selective about the flavors I have. But that was really good. It was a really good like, uh, and I'm very like picky about the sweet things I drink. But it was it wasn't like overbearingly like sweet it was like perfectly refreshing and nice it was like a nice like it was like a pink lemonade or something but like got me buzzed and uh very well balanced flavor very refreshing um yeah they have a lime one that's really good too right i gotta start mixing it up i'm drinking pacifico for the third week in a row on this podcast um i keep forgetting that i need to be drinking other stuff (laughs) (laughs) and uh because that's kind of what this podcast is about so, yeah, I'm just drinking a Pacifico. I'm going to change my ritual up next week. I'm still going to get holy moly. I'm just going to drink something else. But uh, but for now, you know, <laughs> it's going with the tried and true. It's just what I felt like having. I'm going to have to override that urge uh, next week. But, you know, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's a good uh, light. You know, everybody's had Pacifico. It's nice. I dig it. Hell Simple, yeah. effective, refreshing, not too heavy easy to just kind of throw one back and uh chill out just listen to the but songs in your heart bro just listen to the songs in my heart and i have a song in my heart for you guys this week uh, when did uh, everyone get so fucking good at transitions when did this happen uh up until last week you I mean, started calling us out on it now i don't <laughs> want to be good at transitions anymore um <laughs> anyways Man, we've had two big birthdays uh, in the last two weeks. Last week we talked about John Bonham. I take a compliment, (laughs) and I raise you one great story about a legendary musician. A legendary musician we talked about last week was, of course, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. This week, I think maybe you can guess if you've been on any social media at all. If not, it's no big deal. Uh, I want to talk about Prince this week because I haven't had a reason to talk about him. Um, I think he's worth talking about. Uh, kind of missed the window for the tribute thing uh, on the anniversary of his passing um, back in April. But today is his birthday. If you are 
let's say before the East Coast time zone in the United States, June 7th. Uh, if he was still with us, he would be 63 today, I believe. Yeah, wow. 58. So, yes, he would be 63 today if he were still with us. Um, I want to talk about one of his earlier recordings. Uh, this is off of his second self-titled record. Um, I don't think he's really, you know, he, he definitely has stuff that sounds like this later on in his career, but it's, it's kind of few and far between. Um, and I think this track is really unique to his catalog. Um, cause it was before he kind of went full force into that kind of, uh, programmed drum gated snare drum reverb sound. Not there's anything wrong with that of the eighties is still in the seventies when it has that kind of tight, a funky drum sound kind of dry thing going on and um, more sort of straightforward tones, uh, which are really interesting. I like this song. Uh, You're going to know exactly why I like this song. Um, It's a guitar rock song. Uh, People don't usually associate Prince with that genre of music. And I think it's really cool. When I, when I discovered this song, um, I was in high school and I thought of Prince as sort of the way I think about Michael Jackson. He's just like a really talented singer, singer and dancer. And then I heard this song and I was like, whoa, homeboy can freaking throw down on the electric guitar and multiple other instruments. But man, he's a badass guitar player, obviously. Um, and uh, it was a it was a big revelation for me. And then going to YouTube and scouring YouTube for cool Prince guitar solo videos and going like, oh, man, he's like he's just got everything. He's just like insane. Um, so. Without further ado, this is my favorite Prince song. Uh, It's called Bambi. It's off of his second self-titled album, 1979's Prince. Enjoy.
nice long fade out. Fuck yeah. Yes, sir. Something we will never do. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. I'm kidding. <laughs> that song's dope. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's totally. I'm uh, sorry. We have all of us talking. Uh, you can already hear these great guitar players then. Yeah. Like he hadn't cracked the pop song, let's say, then. But here he just decided, fuck it, let's go with the craziest tone I can, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's have nine pedals on at the same time and just make the <laughs> thickest, craziest thing. And then at the same time, there was like a lot of dynamic to that solo where when that high note came in, it punched you in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there was yeah. still a sense of um, dynamic to it where he's like smart enough to have that ramp going on to where he hit that note. Yeah. It doesn't feel like those notes feel now where it's like, Oh, well it's all squashed and it's really, you know, there's not much dynamic from the beginning of the solo to the end of the solo that just hit me. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, that you feel that that was like much louder. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as our buddy Scott said in the comments, he was, he was about 20 years old. Uh, when he did that recording that's insane yeah. and if i'm not mistaken he played all the instruments on that as well um i don't think he i think i think that was maybe one of the first records where he had other people playing instruments but i think for the most part he did pretty much it all himself um and i know on his first record the one before that one um he played like 28 different instruments on the recording or something like that like including like all these like string and woodwind things and stuff like that. So he's just, you know, just, uh, ridiculously, you know, talented and, and obviously hardworking and, uh, just a force of nature. Um, and even that young, you know, being able to be smart enough, like Andrew said about, you know, like very, very mature sort of concepts, uh, unfolding under his fingertips that, uh, you know, very, very cool. Yeah. The album was written, arranged, composed, produced and performed entirely by Prince. So, so he's played, not only is he doing the guitar solo, but he's literally playing every other instrument on that track and singing everything. So pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. That's that's crazy. (laughs) Good old Prince. Good old Prince. Just being ridiculous. Just the way it should. Was be. he wearing? <laughs> All right, I got my topic for tonight. It's going to be kind of depressing. Is everyone ready for this? Fuck it's yes. kind of more of a game. Like yeah, let's go. Play the games. So we're going to have to pick. Yeah, everyone be depressed right now. Everyone in the comments be depressed too, and we can figure this out for you guys too. Um. I won't even say it. I won't even preface the post because it'll like make more sense if I just ask you guys all the question and then we I tell you what it is afterwards. All right, Steve, tell me a song that you heard on the radio that you thought was like retro. And I mean retro in the sense that um, it still got played on maybe like pop or alternative radio like a Michael Jackson or something like that still got played on pop radio when we were kids. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, or for me, uh, this answer is always like on K rock. They always played the cure when I was growing up. And so I heard all these like cure songs growing up. Right. Um, what is like a 
retro song. So, but it's not, um, it's not the Beatles. It's not like oldies. That's not what I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. So what was the song that was like retro, but still got played on modern pop radio when you were growing up? Ooh. Um, it was like Blues Bruce will hold your answer. Bruce, Bruce in the comments and hold the line. So I'll, I'll oh, hold that yeah. one up too. Don't think about it too much. And then I yeah, can for, skip you and I can come back. First too. thing that comes to mind is like blues traveler, you know, cause like I, I didn't get to really like pick the radio stations cause there's always a bunch of kids in the car. It was always the driver growing up that, and that was pretty much the only time that we listened to the radio was, was driving. Um, if it wasn't like polka or like hymns, you know, on. Yeah. CDs I feel like Steve, Steve's a tough, tough cookie for this, Yeah, but I'll, I'll go with blues traveler. What, what song just so I can, there's usually two. It's either the hook or, uh, what's the other song? Uh, um, it was always paired okay, with like another band that sounded that, uh, uh, so why you gotta run around? Yeah, they run around. Front, yeah, yeah. they run around. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, and then what's a movie that's like the same kind of idea, right? Like you maybe watched this movie and you felt like it was an old movie, but it's not like Alfred Hitchcock. It's not black and white. It's just uh, like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> okay, I've never even heard of that movie. <laughs> it was, I haven't. Either. It, was, it was early nineties. Okay, like yeah. this will. It'll all prove the point. All right. <laughs> okay. War. And I'm writing these down, so I'll keep them out. Uh, war, same question. An oldies song? Not not an oldies song. A song that was still played on pop or alternative radio <sighs> when you were a kid. And it wasn't, like, modern. That's the only rule, right? It's not an oldies song. It's like... Um, a song that what didn't just come out, but was like still on the radio. When I was a kid, well, I mean, I guess I could say "Smells Like Teen Spirit" because that was out in the early '90s, and I was a kid in the early '90s, and I still hear that song all the time on the radio. So it's not that because okay. that was modern when you were a kid, right? That came out yeah, when you were a kid. Okay. So what was something that didn't come out with when you were a kid, but was like still on the radio? Uh, like I'm saying, so like. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? And you can change your answer. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll, not I'll probably go with like, you're like uh, she it's talks to angels or something. come out when you were a kid. So like if, the idea is like well, the best answers to illustrate my point are Back to the Future was a movie that I saw when I was a kid, but didn't come out when I was a kid, but everyone still loved, right? Or something like Star Wars or something like that, right? Oh, and then, uh, okay. uh, again, The Cure, when I was growing up in the early 90s, which that, that stuff came out in the 80s, right, was still on K-Rock when I, when I was listening to, and then like, um, whatever, like the English beat and like a lot of that old stuff was like playing when I was a kid. Uh, on alternative radio. All right, Henry. Henry has a guy. I'm dying right now because I'm like I literally just thought of the two songs because I was yeah. a K Rock kid. My mom would put K Rock on as soon as I was like eight years old. I was listening to K Rock and like the Kevin and Bean show and stuff, which is probably why my sense of humor is so fucked up. Uh, but anyways, I vividly remember being uh, you know that age, driving to elementary school, and we'd listen to K Rock, and I would hear either Holiday in Cambodia. By the Dead Kennedys, which is super old, uh, especially for that time, on K Rock, 
or uh, I had to look this one up, but Drama Rama, anything, anything, anything. Yeah, yeah, anything, anything. That, I, that, I remember Johnny hearing that song that all the time on K Rock when I was a kid. Like, I vividly remember, I'll give you diamonds, give you pearls, anything you want, $100 bills. I, I heard that song all the time no, when I was a kid. Perfect. That's a perfect answer. All right. Yeah. What about a movie? Oh, gosh. Um, think, yeah. think about the movie. Or, I mean, or do you, do I mean you dude, what I can think of is Star Wars, right? Like I, like I was, I was watching Star Wars when I was like, like I, like the the prologues of Star Wars came out, or, or uh, 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 what is the name? The original the, trilogy. No, no, no. The 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 so the ones the that um, episode one. They're yeah. the 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 prologues. The they Prequels. happen canonically in the storyline before, but they're released later in time. The the what is the thing? Get, no, the there's a word for it. What is the word? Prequels? Why can't I think of the word? Prequel. Uh, the bird. The bird prequel. is the word. Cool. Okay. The prequels. So his, da- so his dad before, owns all the birds, Robert. Okay. We, we before the prequels, this. before the prequels had even come out, I had already watched the original trilogies on vhs my mom had already shown me so when the prequels came out i was already familiar with luke skywalker and darth vader and yeah. princess leia blah, blah blah and i was like six when the first like uh, the episode one came out and we saw it in theaters like i had already seen the first three episodes of star wars at home on vhs which was episode four five and six um so that's that's an example i can think of um, another one because uh Andrew made me think of it was back to the future as well. I saw back to the future quite a bit um, as a kid. Okay, cool. that's what I got. Does everyone get the idea with Henry's answers? Yes. And Steve, you can change yours. If yeah. You so I'm, so I'm going to change mine because mine, mine all the, the song and the movie both came yeah, out they were, while they I was were a kid. Contemporary. Yeah. They were contemporary. So I would go with uh, pour some sugar on me. Def Leppard. Okay. I used to play that on like Z 95, seven back in the, mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. day and uh, blazing saddles. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. Good. Okay, Warren, Robert. Robert, you go. Um, uh, this is really tough because growing up, I only listened to oldies and classic rock. I never listened to pop radio. Um, but what I I think I remember, I don't know if this is right though, but like in excess, like yeah, yeah, what's yeah. that song? Like I need uh, you tonight. Maybe or never something something. But yeah, I need you tonight. Yeah, I, I remember in excess growing up, and they never tear us apart. Yeah, that one. Okay, and I think that, I don't think I that didn't came know out. That, by the way, that came out like before I was born. But I remember yeah, hearing it a couple years before. And it definitely wasn't on oldies or classic rock yet. And then um, I remember growing up with the Karate Kid, the first one, which came out before. Yeah, I was that's born. good. That's okay. yeah. yeah. Um, so those are my two. The music one is a lot harder. I remember seeing a bunch of you know movies all the time that were older, but I I didn't definitely definitely didn't listen to pop radio growing up. He brought up In Excess, and I have to say Devil Inside. I heard Devil Inside all the freaking time on mm. uh, radio by In Excess when I was a kid. I just this is like a yeah another example. Okay, War, you got one now. Okay, I have my movie. Um, <clears throat> I think my movie for me is going to be the the never ending story. So oh, cool, cool. <laughs> like nice. that that for me was the movie I remember being a kid and seeing it and like not understanding the production was like like older. I, there was something about the quality of the movie 
that scared me. And I remember not liking that movie. And it was like, it was an older thing. That's definitely the movie for me. I still can't think of a song. I'm trying to think of a song, but it's tough because I feel like when I was a kid, I don't remember listening to the radio as much as it was like, like CDs or something that was like, I don't really remember listening to the radio vividly when I was a kid until I got a car and I started driving and I was really actually fucking with the radio on my own. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, see, I don't have any good answers. Like I, there's like Madonna stuff. I remember listening to on the radio that wasn't of my era, but I yeah. don't think that was on like, I don't know. Does Madonna count? I'm trying to think of like, yeah. even, like the song. Yeah. That I was like a virgin. And, and that, that would actually make sense because my sister's three years older than yeah. me and she's a huge, uh, Madonna fan. She was a huge Madonna fan and I was probably influenced by whatever she was listening to anyway. Do you so. remember a Madonna song in particular that you want to go with? Um, uh, there's one in my head. I just don't know the names of the songs. Don't Keep going. Keep going. We'll figure don't it out. Try to understand. Understand. Borderline? Yeah. Borderline. I have a horrible voice, but which, yeah. Which fun fact that uh, Borderline came out a year before the Never Ending Story did. They, wow. 1983, that one came out. That's crazy. Why do you know that? Uh, research Ranger just slid it across my desk. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I've been looking up all these dates. So the name of the game, and then I'm going to just pick a date that we were all kids in our era, and then we can pick one for Henry, because it'll just make it all easier. And I know like, it differs for all of us, but I don't want to do that. I mean, we, we were all kids in 95. Okay. We were all kids so in 98. the name of the game yeah. is basically like anything that we thought was old now or when we were kids, anything that we thought we were old when we, we were kids. Um, now we're further away from than the stuff that came out when we were kids. Oh, Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So the idea of the game here now is that when I look up, let's pick a date when we were kids, right? So, uh, we're going to take the median age. So me and Steve are on the older side and Warren and Robert are on the younger side, but let's just call it like is 1995 fair. 1994. Yeah. Let's do ni- 95. Go ahead. Mid- 95 is yeah. a big five number. That's yeah. easy for math. I was a baby. I was one year and, old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so October. Henry doesn't count. And Henry, when, when is your then date that uh, I would, I would say like 2000, 2004. Yeah. 2000. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's five more years. Uh, 2000 to 2005, roughly. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the way to do this math, right? And we'll just go through this really quick, and then we can talk about uh, other stuff here. So, we'll start with Warren's never-ending story, right? And we go 1984 to 1995. So, we just go 95 minus 84, 11 years. It's 11 years, right? And let's just keep going through this. So that Madonna song, Borderline, was 12 years old mm-hmm. when you heard it. And then uh, Never Tear Us Apart by NXS for Robert. 
1987 to 1987 minus 1995 is eight years old. Which, when you break all this stuff down, it feels like it was so much older than that. Uh, Karate Kid was 84, so that's 11 years old. Holiday in Cambodia was 79, which is Henry's 2000, right? So that's going to be a big gap. Uh, you guys are so much better than, at math than me. And then um, Drama Rama is 85. Like 15 so to Henry, 20 years. That is. 15? Yep. And then Star Wars, because he's talking about it in Henry years, which we should probably do that for both of our years. So what's 77? 33? Well, 23 to 2000. Because yeah. cause like I said, the whole, the whole context of me seeing the, the original Star Wars movies was I had already seen all three of them before the prequels came out, which was 2001 or something. Or maybe it was earlier. And then for, for us, it's uh, then 18, right? Mm-hmm. It's, Star Wars was only 18 years old. Star uh, Wars episode one we were came watching out in 99. What, what was Pour that? Some Sugar on Me is eight years. Uh, Star Wars episode one came out in 1999. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit. So I saw those Star Wars movies That's, even earlier than I thought. Yeah, it's it's a 90s movie. The big, <laughs> the big thing I saw today as I'm doing all this math was the Star Wars movies that are the prequels are older to kids in this generation than right. the Star Wars movies were to us yeah, in our generation. Right. right. That's wild. And that is insane to think yeah, about. Do crazy. you remember when they did yeah. the, so uh, keep doing some the special edition re-releases before the prequels came out too? Yeah. I think that was before the prequels came out. I, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that when they came out, the, the remastered ones. Those yeah. were awesome. Right. And they added scenes. Yeah. Right. I got I got those, but but I had I was like I saw all three of the movies. I remember vividly seeing all three of those movies on VHS before the uh, episode one even came into theaters. Yeah, I was like super little when I saw the first Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah, and the, I didn't even say mine. I just wrote them down. But uh, one of them was. The Cure uh, Friday of in Love, which I thought was more of an oldie, but it came out in 92. Right. I always thought that song was And then the too. movie Labyrinth, which I watched a million times when I was <laughs> mm-hmm. a kid. And that came out in 86. Uh, so that's Labyrinth is nine years, was nine years old when I was a kid. And then this Cure record was three years old, right? Okay. Now, we take these kind of dates, right? Um, let's look at the Billboard Top 100 of 10 years ago and see what's on it. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, and this gets into... Uh, let's just start with 10 years ago. So Which 2011? would be 2011? 2011. God, oh, that's so... Yeah. All right. Richard Randy just pulled it up. Yep. Oh, my God. Wow. Just gonna read some of these off here. Rolling in the Deep by Adele, Party Rock Anthem, LMFAO. <laughs> Hold fuck. on. No, 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 no. We have to start, right? Okay. So, then Rolling in the Deep by Adele, 11? Or is it 2011 or is it, uh, or we did 10 years, right? Yeah, we did 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's almost as old as the never ending story it's two less years old than that madonna song borderline when we were kids uh it is older than that in excess song was out when you were kids uh it's 
one year younger than the Karate Kid. Look, look up uh, twenty. Look up further than that. Look up fifteen years. What's fifteen years? Oh, two thousand six. Pour some sugar on me. It was only eight years. Adele rolling in the deep is now older than pour some sugar on me. Oh, well, this is funny. So 2006, Billboard Top 100, uh, number one was Bad Day by Daniel Powder, which is, <laughs> oh, which wow. is, which is funny ironic. because... Yeah, uh, I had a bad day. Yeah, but, Take a one, because he, that one? Yeah, because I, I, I'm playing on the new recording of it. <laughs> um, so he can... Uh, Taylor Swift is record label? Is that the idea? Uh, yeah, I guess he was... At, I, I don't know... If I'm allowed to say anything about this, but I, I whatever. Uh, you probably um, shouldn't then. Just, just. Uh, I, a, I said basically what's probably the yeah, plan. There was a which is. I heard it in CVS a couple weeks ago, and I put in some signature little things that weren't in the original, uh, so I could tell if it's the version that I played on or not, and it was. And I was really stuck. I was walking around CVS and just like, oh shit, there's my shitty little string <laughs> flourish thing that I do. So. I know. We're not going to mention the artist again. If you want to go back and yeah. find it so Steve doesn't get sued or something like that, we just won't say it again. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's but fun. what Taylor Swift did <laughs> is she re-recorded all of her popular records to get out from uh, her record company owning her masters. Yeah. So usually no one ever did that because it's a conflict of interest. But because record labels own the publishing to those things and the masters, to get out from under that, you can just re-record another version. But usually what happens is people don't want to listen to that version. They want to listen to the original. But what people are finding out now is that you can do a cover of the original mm-hmm. and then get away with um, making a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> and people usually don't notice. So that's super cool, said artist, that we're not going to say again. Yes. Who else is on that? Uh, 2006. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Hips so Don't Lie by Shakira. Let me, I'm seeing Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Oh, yeah, dog. Oh, crazy. crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Oh, my right? God. Like, I, that feels like yesterday. I remember when that song um, came okay. out, and it was huge. Henry, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley is now as old as Dramarama Anything Anything <laughs> was when you were a kid. Oh, man. No. That's so weird. Wow. It's older than the never-ending story was. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. weird. We were kids. It's six years older than Labyrinth when we were kids. Wow. All right, what about 20 years ago now? What's 20 years ago? 2001. Uh, this oh, is, yeah, this is going to be funny. This is going to crack me up. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Number, <laughs> coming in number one, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. Nice. <laughs> Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. This is 20 years. Yeah, okay. I remember Hanging that. Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse is about the same age as Blazing Saddles was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's insane. Drops <laughs> of Jupiter by Train. Bruce said who? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Lenny Kravitz. Hanging by a Moment here with you. Bruce, you don't remember Lifehouse? Come on. Henry, what? Oh, Drive, Drive by, by Incubus. Yeah. Drive by Incubus is as old as Holiday in Cambodia was when you were a kid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Same with, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, I am for real. Oh, wow. 
Miss Jackson was on there by Outcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and get your oh, freak on, God. Missy Elliott. Get your freak on. Survivor, Destiny's okay. Child. Bootylicious, Destiny's Child. Ooh. With the arms wide open, Creed. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this I Promise You in sync. Oh, come on. Kryptonite. Okay. They were still together? Wow, that was a, that was a great year for music, man. Years. Holy shit. Okay, now we need to do 25 years because all these songs still feel like it was just yesterday. So 1996. Oh, like Drops of Jupiter. Uh, like Train. Train, yeah. the band Train has their own cruise, like Joe Bonamassa has their right. own cruise. They the do the train cruise. Boat on the water train. So they're pretty tracks. big as well. Oh my god, boat dude. Boat on the water train. Boat on the tracks. Boat on the tracks. Boat on the tracks. Train is on the water. Can you guys guess without looking who the number one Billboard Top 100 song was? I already looked at it, so I can't not. I haven't looked at it yet. 1996. Was it the thong song by Cisco? <laughs> no, it was not. Damn it. 96. Okay, well can you give can you give a genre for the uh, song? I will Basket give case? I will give you I will give you a hint by putting one arm out like this. And another hint the by Macarena. putting Yeah, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Good job, man. All right. I didn't even know I'm what what the name up. of the band was. It's Los Del Rio. Come on. I didn't know that. That was easy. Macarena uh, is Macarena. as old as Star Wars was when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're at. When wow. Henry was a kid. Oh, God. <laughs> Only 18 years old. So Star Wars, the first Star Wars. What was the other shit that we were talking about that was 20 years old? Lifehouse? Yeah. Lifehouse is older than Star Wars was. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. 96 also had uh, Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Always be my baby, Mariah Carey. Oh man, ironic. Yeah. Alanis Morissette. Uh, give me one reason to stay here. Gangsta's Paradise, Coolio. It's all coming back to me now, Celine Dion. Because no I diggity, touch you like this. No diggity, no diggity is older than Star Wars is to Henry. <laughs> wow. To Henry. Wow. Oh man, that's bizarre. Nineteen seventy nine, Smashing Pumpkins. If it makes you happy, oh, Sheryl Crow. Yeah. I love that song. I love oh. that song too. Wonderwall. Anyway. Wonderwall is older than Star Wars. <laughs> this is this is Oh, lot. so this is funny. So the Macarena, the the original version uh came in at n- number ninety eight on the Billboard Top One Hundred. But the Bayside Boys mix of the Macarena came in at number one. Damn. So the Macarena Remix. was on there twice. One with the album version, one with a different mix. Yeah, Scott Scott Murphy is saying this. Time gets compressed as we get older, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely true. That's a really good line for a song. We should steal that. Scott, if you're cool with that. I've also heard... Time gets compressed. Oh, good. I don't, yeah. I don't know if this ties <laughs> into this, but I've heard this in the psychology of of things that people hold near and dear to their heart, like, like athletes or bands you heard for the first time, or I've, I've heard Dr. Drew say it even about like, like pornography habits is these sorts of like, these sorts of idolizing phases that happen, happen when you're like a young teenager. And I can't remember what the, the age group is, but there's something about like being like, nine to like 13 and maybe for guys it aligns with like going through puberty 
but it starts with like like I've heard like people like the big argument between Michael Jordan and like Kobe Bryant always comes down to like the age bracket because there's something about when yeah. you're a certain age and you discover something if you're in this kind of uh uh I like uh thing it becomes that is my number one of all time. And like, yeah, um, uh, well, a good it, example of this that a lot of people talk about all the time is the cast of SNL. They go, who's your favorite cast? Of oh, SNL? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, whoever it was when you were 13 years old. And when you thought yeah. it was like cool to stay up all night and do those things. And exactly. You, know, you remember those people. It's like the same with bands. And I, I've heard like, yeah, with like sports stars too. And well, like, and you it, can kind of like, identify people of like yeah oh like you you hold this guy to be the number one and i guess it kind of makes sense it's like a generational thing because well, like, it's, of a, course it's it a it's a benchmark of your identity you know like it's as, as you're coming of age and stuff these are the things that you know are ingrained they're they're the cornerstone of your you know indi- individuality as a person as you as that all comes to light through puberty and you know those those pre and post pubescent years yeah. And even like the sports thing, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you grew up th- during the Michael Jordan era, by the time the Kobe era came around, you were like, oh, okay, well, I've kind of like, I've already seen this, so to speak. But if you're growing up in the Kobe era, you're like, this is freaking insane. And then if you're growing up in like the Steph Curry area, you're like, uh, like, you know, like, it, it's just kind yeah. of a, I don't know. I don't know if that really pl- it kind of plays into what we were talking about here. No, totally. No, it totally does. I always thought that like was that's, interesting. That that that's interesting. Like I I wonder how how many years you know Michael Jordan had been doing had been playing basketball uh th- the last time that I followed him, which was probably like 95 96. And then compared to like it's like I probably followed him like he's probably it, it's probably like two or three of his careers between you know time span from then till now as you know when i was following it and stuff kind of thing that's that's wild man it's cool yeah when i saw one of those things today they were saying that uh harry potter like the harry potter series mm-hmm. to kids today is as old as star wars was to us wow <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. Isn't that crazy? That's like it's just so this weird. retro thing that is super cool, you know. Like, <laughs> wow. oh, it's you know, Harry Potter's never going to not be cool, but uh, you know, that is that is like um, I I guess it's uh, more eye opening of how um how short a distance we were from those things then, but we didn't know it. And then as we're older now, we're like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we don't think about it. And it's like, oh, man, we've lived a long life and we don't even know it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, we've got records that, you know, are are a wider gap, you know, than some of these gaps that that we've been describing, you know, too, just just within this band. You know, that's that's nuts. That's a cool game, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, it's fun. All right. What do we got coming up? We are Wayfair, playing at right? the Wayfair on Saturday, June 12th. Wayfair, Costa Mesa, with yeah. the Eric Roebuck Band. It's, it's coming. Be a really good time. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
It's going to be more yeah, enthusiastic than this promo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so cool. Theo Vaughn's going to be there. Bruce Pinsky is going to be there. I should have invited him. Hey, man, come to my show. It's in Costa Mesa. <laughs> I'm just pumped no, that Bruce can, is going to be there, can, man. That's going to be fun. I can go out to him and be like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, funny. Road rules. You don't know who I am. No, I like the I, I like the Avon. The Avon's hey, awesome. Hey, what really nice? What uh, songs and movies were retro when you were growing a, up? Uh, we're playing in Alpine, Arizona next weekend. We are. We're playing at the Alpine, people who are listening. Alpine Country Music Blues Festival in Alpine, Arizona, on the border of Alpine, Arizona, and I think it's close to New Mexico. And that's on Saturday, June nineteenth. Yep. And then uh, we have lots of new record announcements coming probably like in the next week. Yeah. Yep. In the next week. I mean, and there'll yeah. be so. some th- new music probably by the end of the month that you can put into your ear holes. Yeah. I mean, for podcast listeners, we could probably send it to you right now if you want to hear it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say that. Put in the code <laughs> POD15 into our DMs. Yeah. Slide into our DMs with that POD15. And uh, I of you guys in person, to be honest. I, I played it for people at Hangar. Uh, anyways. Uh, Sunday, we're doing the... Uh, every, every Sunday coming up, we're, we're doing the Sweet Relief Sundays as well. So if, if you're down in this area... Or if you want to just make a weekend of it, um, we are playing at the Wayfair on the 12th and then the 13th. Our good buddy and uh, one of our uh, most frequented guests, Mr. Brett Moline, is going to be doing a set. And uh, and Warren and Henry and I are going to be backing him up for that. It's going to be super fun on that Sunday. So if you're uh, (coughs) looking to get out of town for a couple days and uh, come out to Southern California, we've got music for you. Same venue, same spot. Two nights in Next a row. Day. It's gonna be super fun. So come, come hang I don't with have us. To load my gear out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh no, there. I do. I do have to load my gear out because I still got my church gig. But that sucks. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Um, but yeah, click a link. Click all the links in the uh, descriptions below, and. Uh, Be good to each other out there and get wrecked. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.